Thank you, Steve. <laughs> now, some people said, are you going to bring your parrot and show him to everyone? And so we, we don't normally bring him up here, but people are like, oh, we want to see Rudy. This is Rudy. This is, he's an African gray parrot. And right now he's a little stressed out because I got to be brutally honest. He really doesn't like little children. <laughs> yeah. So, because you know what? I know not you guys, but some little children are unpredictable in their movements and volumes. And that kind of stresses them out a little bit, right? So uh, the African gray parrot is, and Rudy himself is 17 years old this past uh, June, I think, was his 17th birthday. How many of you boys and girls are 17? Anyone? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> 17, and people always say, well, how long does he live? You know, and, and the African gray lives between 40 and 60 years of age. Yeah, they're quite a long, a little older than a budgie, you know. Uh, and the gray parrot is considered one of the most intelligent animals and certainly birds in the world. They put them on level with the dolphin for intelligence. They're the best talking parrot in the world. And then you say, well, how come I never ever see them in the exotic bird shows that you see on TV or down south or something? Because they're so smart, they're real sensitive. And also because they're so smart, they're like, I'm not going to perform like those dumb parrots. And so they don't like to perform on command as much. But Rudy has a fairly large vocabulary. He probably says about 60 or so words and phrases that he just picked up from us. Uh, you know, stuff like here, kitty, 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 kitty. We taught him that. And he says a lot of things. But anyways, you probably won't hear him say much this weekend. But this is Rudy. Thought we'd bring him up. You might see him kind of floating around. Well, not floating around. Usually, usually on, our, uh, on our shoulder. But you might see him this weekend. Here, hon, do you want to? And this is my lovely wife, Melissa. Everyone give a hand to Melissa. Yeah. All right, now, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we have to make sure that you're alert. The world needs more alerts, so I want to find out if you're alert, okay? Because we've got a great weekend, there's lots of stuff happening, but I want to make sure that you're alert, so I'm going to do a little bit of a test for you. I'm going to come up here so you can see better. Now, some of you may have seen this test before, so you should be able to pass this with flying colors. When my arms cross, you clap. It's not rocket science, right? right you understand? Here we go. Are you ready? It's very good. Excellent. Oh, no. No, no. Now, it's scientifically proven that we are more alert when we stand up and get the blood flowing through from our toes to our brains. Everyone stand up because this is going to get difficult. Are you ready? Can you see my hands? Because we're going to go into overdrive. Oh, a standing ovation. You guys are too kind. Far too kind. Have a seat. Man, I haven't even done anything. And they gave me a standing ovation. Can you imagine that? Now, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, cats and dogs, nieces and nephews. And I actually have a niece here today, too. Normally I say that and I don't have like a niece here. Uh, where is all of my niece? There's all of my niece. She's the best niece named Olive that I have. She truly is. Now, boys and girls, this past summer, there was something that I watched on TV that I was just captivated by. And the whole world was captivated by it, too. Does anyone know what it was? The Olympics. Yeah, the Olympics. And I mean, I just... 
There's sports that happen in the Olympics that I could care less about the other three and a half years, you know, in a whatever. But when the Olympics come up, suddenly I'm like really into whatever some of those sports are. And I love to watch them and the work and the effort. I mean, these athletes train for years to get to that stage so that they can win the competition. And I mean, I love watching them compete. What are some of your favorite things that you love to watch at the Olympics this past summer? And which sports did you like? Gymnastics, yeah. I can't do gymnastics, no. <laughs> no, right back there. Yeah, the pole vaulting, eh? That's like, I'm scared of heights, so I can't do that one either. Way in the back there. Yeah, diving. Now, I used to play hockey and I dove a bit, but, uh, you know, I don't. Uh, the diving that they were doing, I don't do. Yeah, right here. Is swimming, you guys are going swimming, and maybe like a future Michael Phelps is in this auditorium because he's like, he's like part seal, part man, I think, right? Well, I tell you, one of the activities or one of the sports or the events in the Olympics that I love to watch, and we're actually going to have a little bit of a challenge here tonight, is the long jump. And I mean, they start and they run and they have to jump before they go across the line because if they go across the line... They're disqualified, and they've got to see how far they can jump. But I always thought, well, you know what? It's great if they could win, but even if they don't jump as far, I mean, you know, they land in a big pile of sand, big hairy deal, right? It's, it's nothing really fearful. Do we have anyone here who would like, I'd like to have like maybe three or four who would like to compete in the long jump. One right there. Yeah. Two. Three. Do we have four? All right. All right, come on up here. Come on up here. Come right over here. Right over here by the trap door, okay? Don't worry, you guys will be able to see. We go, oh, yeah, and it, suddenly it was just like the loaves and fish. It just multiplied, ladies and gentlemen. Did you see that? Okay, here we go. So, name. Hannah. Samantha. Isaac. <laughs> I think he said Isaac. <laughs> Jake and Jacob. All right, so here's the scoop, ladies and gentlemen. We have a bit of a contest, all right? On the carpet here, you see there's a piece of tape marked here. You're allowed to run from back there. Now, we're going to do it one at a time. Now, hold on. This isn't like rugby or anything, okay? Just calm yourself, all right? One at a time, you can run up. You have to jump on this side of the line. If you go over the line, you are disqualified. I'm going to be here judging, and we have to see who can jump to the other side of this line here. Now here's the scoop. There's more to it. This is not sand in between. We're going re- to kind of tell a story here. What is in between here is a bottomless pit of nothing. That it's a huge cliff here and here. And if you jump and you land somewhere in the middle, you're not allowed to touch in the middle because if you land in the middle, you fall to your death. Isn't it fun? Yeah, right? So here's the scoop. It's not very far. You've got to jump from here. And if you can get over all the way on the other side of this line, you live. All right? Are you ready? It's the long jump like they've never had at the Olympics. Okay, you're ready to go. You're just about ready to push everyone out of the way. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if he can do it. Are you ready? Ah! <laughs> No, not far enough. So he got about to hear. He got about to hear. Who's going next? Who's going next? 
What? Okay, the one that's pointing to someone else? Yes, you go. That's right. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm watching because you've got to make sure that they don't break the rules. They've got to do it right. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know. It was a close call. Did he touch anywhere in the middle, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, who's next? Who's next? Are you next? Okay, here we go. Oh, no. Okay, the ladies are going to show how it's done. Are you ready? Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Ah, there's something, there's something tripping them right here in the middle of this rug. Every one of them. Okay, last one. Can you do it? It's, you can do it, right? It's tough. But can you do it? Here we go. Are you ready? Ah. Now, really, as you watch this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is there any of you that really think that you can do this? Okay, let's be honest. Leaders. Okay, we have... Yeah. We have a we have a, a one of the kids is pointing at is that is it a dad or a leader or a leader? Okay, no, because we we're saying okay, well they're just small children and small children can't do it, but perhaps there's a leader that could do it. He doesn't want to come up because here's you know what, boys, hold on, no, shh, and a hush fell upon the crowd. The reason that this leader doesn't want to go up, let's be honest, boys and girls. Let's look at this. Is this possible? No, I don't even know that an Olympic long jumper could do it because there's not even enough room to be able to run for them to be able to use all their strength. This is, but I say that this, this is not possible, but I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm not lying. I am going to do it before we're done tonight. I'm going to show you how to do it. Honest. But as we get ready to start to speak, I want to tell you something. As we talk tonight, tomorrow morning, and tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to be using my favorite book. Anyone know what my favorite book is? Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the Bible. And the Bible is whose word? It's God's word. And can God lie? No, so if the Bible is God's word and, and God can't lie, then the Bible must be... Yeah, so when I read verses and tell stories to you from the Bible, I'm telling you the truth. These are not make-believe. These are not fairy tales. This is God's word to us. God can't lie. We can trust it. So when we did this little long jump experiment, it reminded me of a verse in the Bible. And to explain this verse, I want to show you something. I've brought here with me three ropes. I've got a little short rope. It's just a little kind of tiny. I've got a medium-sized rope right here, and then I've got a long one. And I'm going to tell you a story, and each one of these ropes is going to represent a different kind of person in this story. See if you can follow along. This short rope here is going to represent someone who's really good. I mean, they hardly ever do wrong. You, you know them. They're in your class at school, and they get like straight A's all the time. They always color in between the lines, right? Their room at home is immaculate. They do the dishes. They do their chores and their brother and sister's chores. I mean, they are the most polite. They are just, they are sickeningly almost perfect, right? They're just so, so, so good. This middle rope here is going to represent someone who is a lot like me and a lot like you. Does some good does some bad, but an average person. 
You know, there are some things at school I actually did pretty good at. And there's other things I don't really want to talk to you about. You know, there's times that I've been a pretty good person. And then there's times that I got into a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I'm an average person. Oh, this long rope here. This is going to represent someone who is really, really bad. I mean, they beat up on their granny. They steal money from the church. You know, they're like, you see them in school, you see them, you read about them in the paper and on TV. These are bad people doing bad, bad things. When they wake up in the morning, they're thinking of things to do wrong. Like they spend all of their time and energy and effort into doing bad and being bad. And you look at them and you say, you know what? They're going to be spending pretty well all their lives in jail, the penitentiary. They're just a bad, bad person. Well, when you and I see these three people, we see three very different people. We see someone who is like really good. We see someone who is like average, like me and you, does some good does some bad. And then we see them and it's like, man, that's a bad person. It's a bad kid in my class. That's a bad person who lives on my street. That's just a bad, bad person. And we see three completely different people. But that's not how God sees them. God sees these three people different than the way you and I see them. You see, God sees them all the same. You see, God looks at people different than you and I look at people. To God, it doesn't matter if you are really good, if you are really bad, or if you're really average. We all have the world's biggest problem. No matter how good we are or how bad we are, we all have the same problem in God's eyes. And that brings me to my verse in God's Word. A lot of you know this verse. It's a very famous verse. It's found in the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23. And it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, we've got to stop here for a second. It says, For all have sinned. What does sin mean? You may be here, and maybe you've never ever gone to like a God event or like a church thing, or you're not kind of used to this, and you're like, Sin? What's sin mean? Boys and girls, sin just means this, very simply, breaking God's rules. That's sin. That's the simplest definition I can give you, breaking God's rules. In all sports, I ref a lot of basketball, and there's a lot of rules in basketball. And when I see someone breaking the rule, a rule in basketball, I blow my whistle, and I either give them a foul, or they've been out of bounds, or this or that. There's all sorts of rules. Well, you know what? God has rules. And when we break his rules, he sees it. Because in basketball, when I ref basketball, there's times stuff happens that I don't call because I didn't see it. But God knows everything. So he sees when we break his rules. And you're like, well, I'm a pretty good person. I've never murdered anybody. I wanted to kill my brother once, but, uh, you know, but I've never murdered anyone. So, I mean, I'm not a sinner. Listen. If you've ever told a lie, you've broken God's rules. And you know what? If we're honest, every one of us have told a lie. 
If you've ever taken something that didn't belong to you, no matter how small it is, you've broken one of God's rules. If you've ever lost your temper, you've broken one of God's rules. If you've ever disobeyed your parents or your grandparents or your guardians or your teacher at school, if you've ever disobeyed anyone like that, you've broken God's rules. So when I read this verse in in the Bible, it says, for all, everybody, that's you, that's the person sitting to your left, the person sitting to your right, in front of you, behind you, that's your mom or dad, that's your brother, your sister, that's your pastor back at your church, or your Sunday school teacher, that's everybody in the whole world. God says, for all have broken God's rules. Every one of us. And then it goes on, it says, for all have sinned and have fallen short. In this here, how many of them fell short? (laughs) They all did. And you're like, it's impossible. You can't do it on your own. And that's the point. You know what God says? God says, I want you, 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 me. He says, I want all of you to be in heaven when you die. I want to have a place in heaven for you. He says, I want you to be in heaven with me for all eternity. But there is a big problem. He says, I can only let something perfect get into heaven. How many of us are perfect? We just learned the Bible says none of us are. And that's a problem. God's like, what am I going to do? He says, because I want them to be able to go to heaven, but they're sinners. They've broken my rules, and I can only let perfect stuff into heaven. What are we going to do? Because every one of us have fallen short of the glory of God. God's glory, that's heaven. It's talking about getting to heaven and being with God when we die. The Bible is very clear. It says, everybody has fallen short. As we looked at this, you guys are like, you know, that's no fear because that's impossible. I'm telling you right now, I am going to jump from here and I'm not going to touch in between and I'm going to land on the other side. I'm going to show you how it's done. Just to show you that I'm not cheating, because remember we talked about how there's rules? There's rules in basketball. There's rules at the Olympics with the long jump. They have judges right there watching. Well, they don't even have judges there. Now they use cameras, right? But they have cameras there to make sure that they don't step over the line. They actually have a wax board on the other side of the line so they can tell if you actually left a mark on the wax board. We didn't invest in a wax board. We're cheaper than that. Bronson, will you be my wax board for me? Yeah, Bronson! Woohoo! You guys, not to make him blush, but tomorrow, watch him beat on that bass. I want to tell you, there's smoke coming off of the strings. Now, you're going to be the judge here, right? Because I want you to make sure that they know that I didn't jump over that line and touch in between. Because remember what I said? If you touch in between, you fall to your death. And I'm telling you right now, I can jump on this side of the line, not touch in between, land on the other side. I can make it. Do you believe me? How many people believe me? Uh, How many people don't believe me? How many people wouldn't put your hand up if I gave you a million dollars? Okay, okay. Here we go. Are you ready? Make sure that I don't uh, go over that line, okay? You ready, Bronson? Well, dude, that kind of creeped me out there for a second. (laughs) Okay, here we go. All right! Yeah, baby! 
Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah! Hey, did I do it? Did I do it? Yeah, baby! I told you! I told you I could do it! I told you I could jump on that side, not cross over the line, not touch anywhere in between, and land on the other side. I... What? Hold on, wait a minute. Did I hear someone say... Did I... What? Yeah, yeah, hold on, wait a minute. How many people are saying that I cheated? Okay, hold on, stop for a second, stop for a second. Listen. Did I tell you when I had the five up there, did I tell any of them that they couldn't get help? Did I tell them you're not allowed to get someone to carry you? No. See, that's the thing. Boys and girls, leaders, students, we can't get to heaven on our own. We can do everything we possibly can to try to get there on our own, and we will fall short every time. We need help. It is not cheating when you know that you need help and you get someone to help you. That's not cheating. And God says, you can't get to heaven on your own. You need help. I'm going to give you that help. And God gave us somebody who will carry us from one point to the other. Someone who will make sure that they carry us into heaven because we can't do it on our own. I know some of you know who I'm talking about, but we're going to talk more about how can I know that I can get to heaven when I die tomorrow morning because it's the most important decision you will ever make. And it's not cheating to know that you need help to get into heaven because we all need help. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But there's a great verse I'm going to share with you tomorrow. Boy, it's time to go swimming now. Are you ready? Tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning when you come back, I'm going to tell you who's going to carry you into heaven if you will let them. But right now, we're going to close in a word of prayer, and then you're going to go swimming. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Dear Lord, I thank you so very much for all these young people, for each home that they represent, each church that they represent. And Father, I pray that you give them safety as they go swim and bring them back. They have a great night tonight. And Lord, that you would just uh, give us such a great day tomorrow and that we would learn uh, more about how we can know that we can go to heaven. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so very much. Oh, Amen. Wait, hold on. One